1: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
2: Good morning and welcome to the show on the second day of Pride. We're all in tears here in studio because just moments ago, I'm going to give you a little behind the scenes of the morning beat, okay? Literally moments ago, Michaela played a new single for us from her upcoming album, Vivian, that she recorded with her brother (gasps) who's never sang a day in his life and his voice... Literally brought me to tears. I know. It's such a gorgeous song. I can't wait for the world to hear it. Thank you, honey. Good Good morning, morning,
3: honey. I will tell you, there is not one person on this planet that I want to be more famous than me. Except for my brother. He sounds so good. We took him to the Abbey last night. He was serving straight. He's
2: hot, by the way. I did not know what he looked like in person, and I'm like, Michaela.
3: Okay, that's weird because you're like my brother, so now you want to be with our brother.
2: Well, listen, there are (laughs) videos online that that are much worse. (laughs) So it's a whole level of kink that I'm not going to get into this early. We had
3: a very big day yesterday, okay? Because am I allowed to say what you and Emil did or no? I can't say it yet. No,
2: you're not allowed to say that. Oh, i hate secrets however it's our
3: wedding was gonna be the death of me
2: it's our wedding month so we did get together with channel q and we kicked off pride yeah. all together as a family uh we had ryan and sher from let's go there and char was popped in and ryan basham and shelby the, re- the new
3: producer yeah,
2: the rest of the team vanessa was there and uh so we kicked off pride and also uh brian our, our boss did a toast to Emil and i for our wedding month yeah which was really exciting um what a, what a pride season it's going to be. Yeah. Do you know that yesterday, I'll tell this story really quickly, Um, well, to, to yesterday and today, yesterday, a girl that I went to junior high with who moved to another town in another state by high school, we've always sort of stayed in touch over the years. She was in mission work for a while. She's been very involved in her church. She just went through a really bad breakup with her boyfriend after a few years, and she's been posting a lot about her sorrow online, and she texted me yesterday on the first day of pride and said, AJ, I think I might be gay. Okay, never mind. I know that I'm gay. I've only told a couple of my girlfriends, mm. and you've been such an inspiration to me. And I just mean so much if you'd please pray for me. And I was like, she's 41, probably, <sighs> and it, it reminds you that like every single day, like we're still having an impact on people. People still need spaces like Channel Q. Yeah. And then I wake up this morning, and Emil and I, our niece, his sister's daughter, uh, came out to us last year as like, I think I'm bisexual. I might be non-binary. I'm not sure what my pronouns are. I'm okay with she and they. And then this morning, my uh, future sister-in-law texted me and said, she came out to grandma. I think she's using pronouns Come she right on. now. Come
4: on!
3: I
2: came out to grandma and really just said that it made it so much easier. She and grandma both said it made it so much easier that you and Emil had been so like courageous with your love and your story that there were no problems whatsoever.
3: That's amazing. And she's in
2: high school. She's like a freshman in high school. You know,
3: sometimes you got to take a lot of crap and you don't mm. know why, and it's very difficult for you. And then sometimes it's simply so that your nieces, nephews, children have such an easier yeah. way to come out.
2: Because uh, Listen, somebody else might not have as thick of skin. They might be not be able to shoulder yeah. quite as much. And because we've shouldered so much, they have to shoulder less. Yeah. And that's sort of... In a nutshell, what it means to be in our community, you know, why we all do what we do. So uh, whether you're you're that 41 year old or that 15 year old or anywhere in between or maybe you're not, who knows, Uh, you have a safe space, uh, space here at Channel Q and we love you. Happy Pride. Let's get into some news on the beat.
3: All right, babe. Well, the families of two transgender girls filed a lawsuit challenging a state law in Utah that bans transgender women and girls from participating in school sports this past Tuesday, arguing that the law is unconstitutional. The suit filed in the 3rd Judicial District Court of Salt Lake County says the ban on trans people in the school sports is based on unfounded stereotypes, fears, and misconceptions about girls who are transgender. It is not supported by medical or scientific evidence. It also states of gender dysphoria is left untreated it can cause anxiety depression eating disorders substance abuse self-harm and suicide both teenagers were diagnosed with gender dysphoria at a young age and both received puberty blocker medication that has prevented them from going through male puberty according to the lawsuit For their emotional well-being, playing with members of their own gender is paramount, the lawsuit adds. Mm. All right, let's get into a little bit of weather. It's going to be a high of 78 in New York, 81 in LA today, 99 in Vegas, 104 in Palm Springs, 91 in Houston, 86 in Miami, a high of 104 in La Quinta, and 81 in Dallas. Now give us a vibe of the
2: day. We build a better world with positive people, not negative ones. Be positive. Sounds like a blood type. B yeah. positive. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Oh my be God, positive.
3: yes. B positive or O positive. OK positive. I think
2: O negative is the one. Is it? I, there might be an O positive. I've never heard of What's it.
3: What's your blood type?
2: I have no idea. I'm O. I'm probably A because I'm AJ. Makes yeah. Makes sense, right? Okay. And you're O because? Don't. My mom said so. Oh, no, okay. Perfect. But
3: my mom said a lot of things, so <laughs> I don't know. <laughs>
1: Good morning, B. Channel Q. It's
2: about the dumbest, most relatable topic I've ever seen in my life. Have you ever found yourself attracted to a cartoon yes. character? Because gay Twitter is thirsting hard over a new Pokemon character who, I'm going to be honest, kind of looks a little bit like me when I was a little bit younger. Can we all look at this photo and tell me that's not oh me? Oh,
3: my God. It looks like yeah!
2: I'm just now seeing the photo. You have to post this photo on Instagram.
3: Oh, my God. That looks like you.
2: That looks like me before. Oh, my gosh. It's literally the high fade, the hair, exact same Everything, except for I have more gray hair now. I stopped dyeing mine. Uh, But uh, apparently there's this new Pokemon character out. uh, And for the new games, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. And it's sort of a wink to their LGBTQ fans. (sighs) I
3: love it. I I felt like this about Jessica Rabbit. Mm
2: -hmm. His name is uh, Coridon. Coridon? I have no idea. I've never played Pokemon in my life, but it sounds right. He is hot, though. But it brings up the conversation... Have you ever found yourself attracted to a cartoon character? Cuz here's the here's the lesbian female version right next door. I'll let you check her out. I feel like she could have been oh, a vibe for you cute. at some point yeah. yeah.
3: I I don't know if I've ever I've never had a crush on a character, but, but I definitely I like Jessica Rabbit. I'm obsessed with. Uh, when yeah. I was little I was like that's who I want to look like with her big boobs and her big butt. I love her so much. Mm. Um, Also, I love the Bradstalls. I feel like they're cartoon characters that I'm obsessed with.
2: Okay, that's me. That guy is me. He's got gray hair. He's yeah.
3: Li- that literally is literally you. He literally is me.
2: I need to. I, I, I need to sue somebody.
3: Um, seriously. It's like a
2: cartoon picture of me. No, that's literally Post you. this photo too, but well, that's this is so insane. weird. This is insane. I'm sorry, Carrie. Why on. does that
3: look like you? I don't know.
2: Why am I kind of turned on by him?
3: Because you like yourself I, a lot. I would.
2: I would. I'm, I'm good in bed. I know that I would be fun.
3: Yeah. Good for were. you. Yeah, so, uh, carry get on. Get a mirror. I also feel like that's why, like, anime is so popular on, like, porn sites. I feel like people are actually really into cartoon characters.
2: No, a thousand percent. There's whole, like, pornographic sites now that are just, like, animated. Yeah. That I, I get... I'm not saying I've gotten ads for. Oh. Maybe I have. I sure have. Okay. And it's it's interesting because I'm like, okay, that is kind of hot in a weird way. And I don't understand why it kind of stirs up something inside of me that I usually bury deep, deep down in the, my darkest pits of my soul. Um, but then it, it finds its way back to the surface. I have many times been attracted to cartoon characters. Any, I feel like gay men in particular, it's more common. Yeah. Because I grew up. On my first real crush I remember was and this is this is terrible. This is probably me realizing at a young age that I was going to also like I'm into many different types of men, but historically I've dated mostly black men. And one of my very first crushes I can remember was uh Panthro from Thundercats. And now all of the Thundercats were like you didn't know what race they were, because they were they were cats. They were like literally a panther and a, a tiger and whatever. But the voice actors, you could tell that Panthro was a black man. He had a bald head and sharp, pointy ears that were so sexy. And I just remember being like, ooh. I mean, don't get me wrong. Panthro, also hot. Uh, or, or Panthro and what was the other one? Oh, uh, oh, All of them. They were good looking. But I was so into him. I, I just remember just being like, I would get up and watch my, my cartoons on Saturday morning at 7 a.m. And be like. Oh, wow. Like eating my cereal and just like salivating over him. Yeah. As like a seven-year-old. Yeah. But I think think He-Man, Thundercats, all of those, G.I. Joes, they were super, in any sort of comic book, all the comic books are super sexual for, like, gay men. Totally. It's like catnip for us. So I totally understand this. I, I like the little nod. I'm just still really taken aback by the fact uh, that it literally same. looks like me. It, Who,
3: it's your brother. Who's
2: your crush, Vanessa? Because you were just telling no, us I'll... off air that you have a crush. Oh. Yes. Who? But then
3: when you were mentioning the Thundercuts, did you guys ever find... Uh, <laughs> the lion king guy who's the main character of the lion king
2: Mufasa Simba? Simba Simba
3: Wow guys Simba Okay so can Adult I Simba <laughs> can I were I... <laughs> you what are you Nala? You okay. I am Nala. Okay
2: don't, but, uh, don't say that. Can she's I tell Nala. you Can I tell you a nasty secret?
3: Ew, what?
2: Okay so <laughs> since <laughs> this my is par- a my partner and I are <laughs> I didn't about sign up for this. No this is a cartoon thing. So my partner and I are about to get married. Um Liono that was his name. Panthro and Liono. I like Panthro. Anyways for about 10 years one of the ways we flirt with each other is we we send each other dirty images of Simba and another Simba or Simba sometimes and Nala having sex because there's all sorts of like pornographic images that are made of like Disney characters out there on the internet and they're so funny but they're also really kinky. And that's how we used to let each other know that we were like...
3: Okay, this is a kink I, j- I wasn't ready yeah, for. Yeah, yeah. Dirty images of okay. <laughs> So
2: cartoons. I, this is I re- I didn't know I was going to relate so deeply all to right, this turn story. turn us off now. It, turn and, us off. And it all started by seeing a cartoon version of myself. Who that knew?
1: Makes sense. <laughs> Good morning, B. Channel Q.
2: If I wanted to know what was in fact popping... Where would I look for that information?
3: Um, You would go to at Michaela Gordon. Okay. And you would um, like all of my comments and posts and leave more comments. Okay.
2: You did not, you did not, you did not pick up what I was putting down, obviously. Uh, The answer was I would simply look to my left. Oh, okay. Sorry. So uh, what's what? left? what popping, Michaela? <laughs> All
3: right. Well, the verdict is out when it comes to Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Uh, they both kind of lost. Both kind of won. Uh, but Johnny Depp won bigger as he was awarded $15 million. Amber Heard won $2 million. And I just want to say that I think people are so weird. Because, um, one, I think that people are obsessed with uh, the idea of Jack Sparrow being in court and completely missing that he's not Jack Sparrow, he's Johnny Depp. And although everyone thought it was so charming and funny, if anybody else held the same amount of sarcasm, they would have been held in contempt or thrown out. And um, I think he's gross and I think he's toxic. I think that Amber is also gross and toxic. And I think that two toxic people had a relationship where both people were abusers. Women can be abusers and so can men. They decided to shack up, and now they've taken it public. And I think that it's a really, really sad thing to watch as Mm -hmm. um, two broken people are navigating through their relationship and nothing should be celebrated. And I I felt really disappointed yesterday, even with how the media has been portraying this. Like, uh, she said that it was a setback for all women ever coming out against abusers. And I believe her in a lot of ways... Because I do believe he abused her. And I think that she abused him. And, uh, you know, it's just my opinion. But, um, you know, Johnny Depp won his case the way he won it. He didn't show up at court yesterday. His attorneys took care of everything for him. Well, he
2: was performing, I think, in his, with his band like the night before somewhere. I, I read that the other day. Um, yeah.
3: That feels narcissistic <clears throat> also. That feels very like I did my thing and maybe. I don't just show up now.
2: Or yeah, maybe. Or also it could also be I'm tired of this person ruining my life for so many years. I'm ready to move on and go do what I love. I don't know. I think they're both crazy. Like I think they're both nuts. She feels a little more nuts to me. Like to defecate in somebody's bed and like to plot and plan somebody's demise and actually say it. I mean, when his finger
3: was cut off, he was writing messages on the wall with his blood and his bloody finger. Like that's also very. No,
2: he sounds insane to me. She sounds like a plotter. Like like she specifically tries to like plan things. Where he just sounds like he's off his rocker. They both seem wrong. She seems a bit more vindictive to me. He just seems insane and privileged. (laughs) Does that make sense? Like, I don't enjoy any of them, though. Like, I don't want to have to do anything with any of them, and I'm okay never seeing a Johnny Depp movie for as long as I live. Yeah. But I've also, I like I said, I've worked with Amber Heard, and she was just not pleasant to be around. She was just a weird, weird person. Yeah. So it's just a lot of it's a lot of I just want I just want to not talk about them anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean?
3: yeah, I think everyone got what they needed out of this. I don't think that either of them did, um, but the case is over. Johnny Depp does win. You know, I- I'll say for Amber Heard, no matter what, I think her career is over. Uh, yeah. One of her co-workers, I don't know if it was the director or who it was, but from Aquaman, did come out in her defense and say that she's been just a pleasant person mm-hmm. to work with. Um I think that's that's over, though. I, I think all of it, even Johnny Depp. I, I think Johnny Depp will continue to do well because I think that women in their 40s, Lisa, my partner, explained it best, he's of the era of Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, Joaquin Phoenix, like, or not Joaquin Phoenix, um, River, uh, River Phoenix. Um, he's in the Cool Boy Club, so if you're a woman 40s or over, you have this, like, or even a gay man, uh, idolize and crush him, mm-hmm. and I think that the lines got very blurred there, but... I stick to my opinion. I I think it's just two very broken people and really sad to just watch play out.
2: A thousand percent.
3: All right. Coming up, uh, we're talking at therapy Thursdays, how to deal with unaccepting family if you're LGBTQ and what to do with your chosen family. We're joined with James Gay next.
1: The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela, Channel Q.
2: Coming up this hour on the show, it's Therapy Thursdays. We're going to be joined by our uh, marriage and family therapist, James Gay, talking about how to deal with unaccepting family members uh, if you are making the choice to share who you are this month. Uh, Maybe you fall somewhere on the spectrum. Somewhere in the LGBTQIA+, uh, you have a safe space here. But you might not with your family, uh, so how do you navigate that? We're having that conversation. Many of us have been dealing with this our entire lives and still haven't figured this one out. So uh, it's always good to get some advice from an expert. Also, one of the kindest human beings I know, James Gay.
3: Absolutely! Oh so, my god, so sweet. So
2: sweet. So stick around for that conversation and therapy Thursdays coming up in 13 minutes from right now. I gotta say this, Michaela. You're hopping on a plane this weekend, going down to gay days. You're performing music from your upcoming album once again, doing what you do. I just heard another single this morning. We talked about it earlier, a duet with your brother, who, by the way, doesn't even sing and sounds like you could have a recording contract. Yeah. Yeah. He might outshine you, Michaela. Are you nervous about that?
3: No. I want him to be way more famous than me.
2: I met him last night at the Abbey for the first time, and I was like, oh, Sam, you're hot.
3: Sam's my baby. Sam and I have an interesting relationship because I also took care of Sam. He lived with me when I was in LA. He Mm -hmm. was my plus one. Um, Everywhere I traveled for American Idol, uh, I was 16. He was 12. I don't even know how this Like, I, I look back, and I'm like, I don't understand how we were able to travel the world together, but we did. Um, I will say though, something that I realized with us talking is that, uh, if you have the, if you have the chance to give somebody a big opportunity, always take the chance because mm-hmm. there's so much potential living in people who have zero opportunity really ever. And, um, yeah, he does. He sounds like the best singer ever. And for everybody that ever made fun of him, including my family, um, rotten hell.
2: I, <laughs> <put it. laughs> I feel like, you, I, and I think it's really, you gloss over it and say, but it's, I think you, you give people a chance because... That's all you've ever wanted. Yeah. Like, like I think so many of us creatives, we're not asking for the world. We're not, we're not asking for something we don't deserve. It's like, okay, I've been in this game. You've been in this game for, what, 16, 17, 18 years now? Yeah. I mean, and that's just since American Idol. You were singing from the time you were five, six years old. Yeah. So you're like, hey, we're three decades in. I just like an opportunity. But I think something really interesting happens when you give other people the opportunity through your healing Things will open up for you. And I don't know what it is just yet, but this this song is really good. We were all in tears this morning hearing it for the first time. That's so sweet. Like, Thank you, babe. Genuinely, sometimes, like, I've loved most of your songs, some of them more than others. Cry Love was a whole bop last year, and we listened to it constantly. Thanks, right? babe. Sugar and Spice is fun. It's it's fantastic. Yeah. You know, The Roll, Love The Roll. Like, there's certain songs that pop to me. Name
3: them, best friends.
2: No, but this song is so good. Like, I was like, Okay. I hear these other ones in like gay anthem spaces and I hear you performing it somewhere and I and some of these other singles could pop. I, I genuinely do believe that.
3: No, but the, there the, this song something important. This
2: single that I was like.
3: Well, and you know what's so funny? This song was not supposed to be on the album. In fact, the album was done, signed, sealed, delivered. That's
2: how it works out. And
3: I called Brandon and I said, uh, I called Brandon because my brother called me in tears about a situation.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: First of all, to make me cry talking about it. He was having a hard time. He was having a lot of anxiety. Yeah. And he, like, needed his big sister. So I said, we're adding this song, and I don't care what anybody says. And Brandon was like, no, we're not. It's over. And I was like, you're over. We're coming right now. And um, it's just, you just don't know what people are struggling with. Mm -hmm. And it it is so important to, like, love people as much as you can. People are going to
2: fall in love with you, but they're also going to fall in love with your brother because his voice is so good. So I can't wait for you all to hear it whenever she releases this album. It's soon, I know, ish. We're, Soonish, we're getting there. Uh, but right now, it's time for some news on the beat. Pull it together, Michaela, and we're Ugh, tears. I know. Let's just talk about all the wonderful things happening in America love. right now. How about that?
3: I would love to talk about that. Gallup's uh, awesome. annual values and beliefs poll, conducted in May, found that seventy-one percent of Americans support legal same-sex marriage, an all-time high. Same sex marriage sounds like somebody I know. I want to do that.
2: I want to do AJ a,
3: and a Emil. I want to
2: same sex marry the heck out of my partner. Yeah, this, you this
3: are month. this mom. Uh-huh. Uh huh. When Gallup began polling on the subject in 1996, only 27% of respondents supported legalizing same sex marriage. Those numbers climbed very slowly over the years, only reaching a majority in 2011. 15 years later, by 2015, 60% of those surveyed were in support, just months before the Obergefell versus Hodges decision by the Supreme Court uh, made unions legal nationwide. Last year, the poll showed that the number had increased to 70%. We love to see it. We think uh, same-sex marriage is really great here at uh, The Morning Beat.
2: Listen, I hope that number continues to go up. 71 is a great number, right? But also what I hear, and this is what I think what a lot of like like trauma over the years does to our community, I hear 29% of humans in our country just don't think we should be happy. I still hear 20... You know what I mean? 71's great. But on the flip side, there's still 29% of people. Yeah. That's close to a third yeah. of Americans who still think we don't deserve equal rights. That's wild to me. It's crazy. Like I, I, there's... I, there's, Other than like a criminal or, or, or even criminals, that's even hard to say, there aren't many people that I think in the world that don't deserve just full equal rights i can't think of anybody off the top of my head yeah you know and so even if i don't agree or understand people i i don't i I don't think that way so it's still weird to me like 71's great let's do better
3: yeah you know what i mean absolutely yeah. all right let's get into weather 81 in dallas 105 in la quinta 70 in cleveland a high of 90 in atlanta 86 in miami 104 in palm springs 100 in vegas and 81 in la they gives us the vibe of the day.
2: We build a better world with positive people, not negative ones. So I guess I, sh- I should focus on the 71% then be positive, right?
3: Yeah, yeah. Be a positive yeah, guy, whatever. honey. whatever. Be a positive guy. All right, coming up, it's Therapy Thursdays: so how to deal with unaccepting family members if you're LGBTQ. We'll talk to James Gay next.
1: The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela. Channel Q. All
2: right, as we continue celebrating pride month we're 2 days into it and already there are emotions being stirred up for so many you know it's it's one thing to be able to celebrate our community and our uniqueness and our diversity and we love that but not everybody in our community sees pride as like a really happy joyous time especially if you have family who are not accepting of who you are so for Therapy Thursdays this week, we thought we'd reach out to our good friend, Mar- licensed marriage and family therapist, James Gay, uh, to work through some of those emotions. Uh, James, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you all? We're good. We're good. We're good. Yeah, this, is, good. This, this is pretty common. I feel like a lot of people, myself, listen, I'm a pretty well-balanced gay man. I've been out for 20-plus years. I host a national talk show on a queer radio station. And I'm still, you know, weeks away from my own marriage to the love of my life. My sister's not coming because she can't support it. Uh, his aunts aren't coming because of their religious beliefs as well. It's difficult, you know, and it's. It, 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 and I'm pretty well balanced. I've been in therapy. So, So what do you say to people who are navigating, you know, celebrating pride and also yeah. dealing with family members who just will not support them?
5: Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's certainly very, very disappointing and depressing, quite frankly, sometimes when the people that are supposed to be there providing unconditional love and support just for whatever reasons refuse or can't do so. And so, you know, it's in some ways, it's all the more reason that we need. You know a, a moment in time to celebrate our authenticity and our contributions in the world and to forget the love and support of sort of a family of friends and community you know um but i yeah it's it's important to acknowledge that not everybody's families or situations are the same and and that's really you know upsetting
3: it, it really is upsetting. And I feel like uh, it's something very easy to dwell on. Uh, so how do you sort of create the positive? Because it, does it just go back to like, hurt people, hurt people. It's not a personal thing that your family doesn't get it. It says more about them than it does you. Can you like spin it in that way?
5: Yeah, I mean, if that helps, I say whatever works, right? Yeah. It, it is one of those things where, You know, bigotry begets bigotry, and we can even have this within our own community. And so that can also be super depressing. But I think the more that we can find those people, usually there's at least one or two family members, not always that, you know, distant cousins or whatever else. Where we can get a sense of of what it's supposed to be like, where there's some level of love, acceptance, appreciation for who we are. Um, but yeah, when it's when it's those people that you know we've spent our entire lives with and gotten to know, and they reject us outright, or you know refuse to come to important events like a wedding. Ah, it's just tragic, right? So so again, it's it's not about ignoring all that stuff. It is about making sure that we're integrating the positive aspects of an experience or the people in our lives that are able to show up and be loving and supportive and you know, to have a, a sense of gratitude about those things too.
2: In, in your experience, what is it that makes it so difficult mm. for people in our community yeah. to Let go of unhealthy relationships uh, and let go of this need to sort of always try to fit in or prove something to those who want nothing to do with us, even if they are family. Like, what is it about us? Because it feels very uniquely like queer. It feels like it's part of the queer experience. Um, What is that? Like, why is it so hard to let go of some relationships?
5: Well, you know, I mean, I think the thing is, is, is that we intellectually often get that, okay, this isn't okay. They should be loving and accepting, but the experience of it, the felt experience can be very different. Right. And so this is often, you know, what's, you know, said to be internalized homophobia, biphobia, transphobia, where we internalize the messages of society at large, or those people that you know, demonstrate discrimination, prejudice against us. And we try to overcompensate, you know, as a a defensive approach to it, right? Because we all want to love and be loved. You know, we try and overcompensate by... You know, being extra, you know, the best, you know, these kinds of things, or we internalize the messages that we're unworthy of love and will then get into relationships that are not healthy or good for us that sort of, mm-hmm. you know, rinse and repeat, you know, there's, there's this psychological concept um you know, that's, that's about repetition compulsion, mm. that, that's about reenactments, that we repeat things over and over and over again until we learn the lessons they have to teach us, which is that we are of value and worth regardless of our sexuality and gender identity and expression, you know, that those things are intrinsic to, to part of why we have so much to, to give the world and each other. Uh, we all just wanna love and be loved. Yeah. I, I love that. Just <laughs> go
3: around loving people. It's all they want.
2: Can I can Seriously. I Seriously. <laughs> can I give you a little bit of a, a teaser about my wedding? It's the only, oh, please do. All, the only detail I'm gonna reveal. I haven't really talked about a lot, but yeah. on every single every single plate as our guests are seated, there's mm. a quote. It's one of my favorite quotes of all time. It's my favorite quote mm-hmm. about love. And it's essentially the, like the greatest thing you'll ever learn is just to love and be loved in return. It's from Moulin Rouge. And I think it's yeah. the most beautiful sentiment. Yeah. And you saying that just like it totally encapsulates, especially as queer people, like we yeah. just want to
5: love you and we want you to love us back. That's it. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. It's so simple and yet so powerful.
3: Yeah. It's beautiful. Thank you, James Gay, for joining us. And happy Pride. Thank you. for. I think thank this is you. our fourth Pride together now on Channel Q. Woo-hoo, so right? thank you for everything you've done for <laughs> us and continuing to push the message of love.
5: You bet. Thank you.
3: All right. Coming up, be aware of who you send photos to because you could actually be sending your location. Important online dating safety tips next. The
1: Morning Beat with A.J. Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q.
2: Welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Uh, listen, this is a really interesting conversation. It's an important one, too. you got to be aware of who you send photos to because you could also be sending out your location. With technology getting more and more advanced every single day, I think half the time we don't even know what we're doing, right? And what information we could be sharing with others that could be putting us in danger. And I think especially as queer people who often get targeted, but as a woman, our trans sisters, I think it's super important that we know this information and a former detective is sharing uh, important online dating safety tips in a video that has now gone viral. Let's take a listen. When
1: you click the little eye right there, that's going to give you information what time the actual photo is t-
2: now a different scenario. If you're online dating, you send photos to a stranger. You just sent them where you were. So if you're standing on your porch, when you took the photo, That could be an issue. A screenshot doesn't have that information. Take a screenshot of the photo, send the screenshot. Oh. Mm. So that's interesting. They can find out where you are based on your – because if you ever notice, sometimes if you have like an iPhone, and I'm sure Androids probably do this as well. If you look through your, your folders of photos, they sometimes will divide them by where in the world you were when you took the photo. Or where your location was. And they're like, oh, you were on a trip recently and you took these 48 photos in Ohio. And it tags. It knows exactly where you are. So what he's saying is, if you send a photo to somebody, they, might, they could find out where you live. If you're in your bathroom and say, hey, I'm going to send a nude to this person and, and I'm just meeting them online, they know where your house is now. That's wild. That's
3: wild. I don't think I knew that. Yeah, that's crazy to me.
2: So screenshots are the way to go.
3: Yeah. I Yikes. mean, I try to on my phone, not share my location at all. Like in my settings, I don't uh, when I get an app, I don't allow my sharings to um, Let my sharings. I don't let my location be shared. I don't agree. I do the best that I can. You're also talking to somebody who thought she was being followed for three days until she realized it was that her was own AirPods. Your
2: AirPods were attached to your that f- keychain. That I didn't uh,
3: re- recognize.
2: I'm glad because I've been getting mm-hmm. notifications that my AirTag, so that somebody's tracking me, and I was like, it's me tracking myself. And yeah. I only know that no, because you're it happened to you. Well, yeah. According to CNET, mm-hmm. uh, nearly every photo <laughs> taken on an iPhone Contains a batch of hidden information stored, which is called metadata or metadata. It has descriptive information that makes each image unique, including the date it was taken, camera information, and the settings, and your location. And this is how they quickly track photos and can cluster them together like I was talking about a moment ago. This is wild. Just the idea of sharing a photo with somebody nowadays is I'm terrified to have kids because I don't want to ever give them cell phones. Because kids nowadays get phones like 8, nine, ten years old, and I'm like, that seems wildly inappropriate to me. Yeah. But you start trying to battle a kid once their friends are all getting phones and figure out how long you can hold out. I think it's a lot easier said than done. But that's also part of it. Those kids are sending their information to each other all the time. 100%. And it takes one person, one predator, one, you know, like bad, bad guy or girl to to get that information to do, do something with it. it, it it's one of the downsides of social media and of technology.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I, think. I totally agree. I think it's very scary. Um, I think it can work to your benefit sometimes. But yeah, we just got to be careful of screenshot.
2: Okay, well, can I tell a secret then? Yeah. How it could be a benefit to lighten this up for a moment?
3: Yeah, stalk your partner. I so, know well, Release is at at every minute no. of the day.
2: <laughs> no, not This will never
3: cheat on me because I know where she's at.
2: So my cousin and their husband, their family are moving back to Ohio in a couple of weeks. But they're not telling anybody. Like we know, but they work in real estate and they're going to continue working in Beverly Hills. But they're not telling people, so they're like, we gotta be very careful about what we post, where we post it. We went to dinner <gasps> last night in West Hollywood, yeah. and they're like, we're stockpiling photos that we can post every now and then, Brilliant. so people still because their business is here. Brilliant. So, so I gotta tell her, I need to take this information to her and say, don't send photos, yeah, because they could look and figure out that you're not actually oh, here. Oh yeah,
3: this is a benefit. I'm so happy we did this. It so, was very important. Yes. For your cousin. Yes. Who will remain unnamed because she's not moving anywhere that part Uh, all right coming up in what's poppin jada pinkett smith is finally talking about will smith chris rock why she's asking for a reconciliation between the two next
1: good morning b channel q
2: welcome back to the show it's time for another round of what's poppin jada pinkett smith uh finally speaking out on the oscars slap People have been waiting for this. Michaela, what's popping? What yeah. are the details? All
3: right. Well, she's revealing that it is her deepest hope that Oscar, Oscar,
2: Oscar <laughs> Isaac, Oscar. Oscar Wiener, Oscar Meyer Wiener, Exa- Oscar, all Grouch, of it,
3: all of it, all of it. it, that Will Smith and Chris Rock are able to. Um, Make up, make amends Uh, She said that it it was a terrible situation Um, And she also says that uh, Alopecia, which is the hair loss disorder uh, Is something that she's also been having to think about She said, considering what I've been through with my own health And what happened uh, at the Oscars This is how I feel Take it from her
4: This is a really important Red Table talk on alopecia Considering what I've been through with my own health And what happened at the Oscars Thousands have reached out to me with their stories. I'm using this moment to give our alopecia family an opportunity to talk about what it's like to have this condition and to inform people about what alopecia actually is. Now about Oscar night, my deepest hope is that these two intelligent, capable men have an opportunity to heal, talk this out, and reconcile. The state of the world today, we need them both. And we all actually need one another more than ever.
2: She
3: feels like, this feels like BS to me. sounds
2: so scripted.
3: It really does. And also... I
2: usually love her.
3: Yeah, I love her too. But she's talked in depth about alopecia. Are people reaching out to her to talk about her alopecia after the Oscars? No. No, they're not, sis. She's
2: like, I don't... They're asking
3: why you did not...
2: They're going to divorce.
3: uh, You think so? Yeah, they're going to divorce. I think so too. I think
2: that she has been... I don't know in control of much of his life for so many years and emasculated him so many times yeah. so publicly she
3: just comes off so inauthentic now
2: yes and i and this like my hope is these these two men
3: yeah is it your hope girl because you your let hope? your man go right up there you and sure smack did. him in the you face you egged him on and he then laughed, and, laughed about and, it i
2: know i i i don't know i i don't like it i don't i i love will smith he made a mistake it was wrong I feel like she's just a little problematic for me.
3: Yeah, I think so, too. I'm over it. Uh, Okay, coming up, what is solo polyamory? If you've ever heard of that. Wait, what? Yeah, it's something that I've, of course, never heard of. And uh, we're going to talk about it in depth. Uh,
1: Stick around. The morning beat with AJ Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q.
2: Coming up this hour on the show, we're talking to the author of Stepping Off the Relationship Escalator, Uncommon Love in Life. Uh they're gonna be joining us to talk about something that's kind of interesting. Uh solo polyamory. It sounds counterintuitive if you just understand what the word polyamory means and what the word solo means, but it's a very valid a very real way to live your life. Uh, and we're going we're gonna to break it down. Because, listen, yeah. I, I feel like we're always learning. I feel like we're always learning here on the show. There's things I learn every single day that I did not know. Um, and this, I think, could be another one of them. Yeah. I think I did solo polyamory the other night. I can't remember. I, I think I did. I might have. Good for you. I'm not really sure exactly Good for what it is, but I'll, I'll yeah, fi- I, I will find out. I,
3: I would say the amount of times I've gotten myself in trouble for being like, oh, I totally did that. not knowing what it was. And then I'm like, oh, guess I didn't... Nope, never mind. Way off. Uh, Very excited to talk about this. Listen, I, I just saw something on Instagram that said Pride isn't about like the parades. Pride is about people... Learning about our community, validating intersectionality, understanding like who we are as people, taking the time to understand what solo polyamory is or non-binary or why pronouns are so important or what rolling pronouns are. You know, it's really taking the time to understand even for us as a community. So I applaud us.
2: I applaud us, too. (laughs) Do you want some... You live for the applause?
3: <laughs> I live for the applause, applause. Put your paws up. She says that. She says she put, does your paws say up. put your paws up. And I never thought that. I never heard that and then I did hear it yesterday in well, all little, this way. We're all
2: little monsters.
3: Yeah. Put your paws up. But then I went to Rocco and I said Rocco put your paws up. Okay. And he doesn't listen to anything I say. Of course not. It's like he doesn't speak.
2: Well, you're not the lady, language. lady Gaga. Yeah. Oh.
3: You're the, God, God.
2: you're the wrong Italian.
3: Yeah. Oh. Thank you Wait, so that, much.
2: Is, Oh, you live for the applause? Oh my, (laughs) Vanessa with an audio. Okay. Vanessa, you are killing it. All right. This is called radio, people. Get into it. Way to go. Our ratings (laughs) are through the roof right now. We
3: can't get enough ratings.
2: Do you say roof or roof? I say roof. Okay, good.
3: Why? What are you, do you saying? Our friendship can
2: continue. I say roof too. I don't who know. Who Pe- says roof? Where I come from, people say roof. And also, who Rocco. Who says, says roof? Rocco says roof. Rocco
3: says rough, but Rocco's a dog <laughs> who, who doesn't us, put his paws up. Give only us some for news Gaga. on the
2: beat, you weirdo. <laughs> all
3: right. Gallup's annual values and beliefs poll conducted in May found that 71% of Americans support legal same sex marriage, at an all time high. When Gallup began polling on the subject in 1996, only 27% of respondents supported legalizing same sex marriage. Those numbers climbed very slowly over the years, only reaching a majority in 2011. 15 years later, by 2015, 60% of those surveyed were in support just months before the Obergefell versus Hodges decision by the Supreme Court made such unions illegal nationwide. Last year, the poll showed that the number had increased to 70%. If we're doing news right now, I want to know what those numbers are with your hands. Are we doing something on TikTok right now?
2: I'm just ignoring your sad news and telling her that my videos got 680,000 views on TikTok.
3: <laughs> honey, you're a viral TikTok star now. Stop,
2: stop. This is news. I'm it's famous. important. I you know. are famous, honey. It's, it's a big moment. What for does me. it feel like? Well, I don't know. It felt, what Does it
3: feel like to be famous, Tell it was, me. It
2: felt terrible for my partner because the video is me smacking him in his butt over and yeah. over again. We had well, to shoot it 40 times before we got it right, and he was sore.
3: Yeah, that's okay. Some, it's, being famous is very painful.
2: How are you going to call me out like this in the middle of your news?
3: Because I'm proud of you. I was
2: talking to our producer, Vanessa, I
3: know, but I wanted to know, well, you were also doing sign language, babe. And I was like, what's happening over there? Is he having a stroke or is he giving us numbers? I
2: was doing that.
3: I'm proud of you. Listen, TikTok is very important. And for Pride Month, AJ and his partner, Emil, are putting together the cutest content. It's so funny. So if you have a chance, do check it out because it'll bring so much light to to a day if you're having one.
2: stop. I love you.
3: I love you. And you know what I wanted to tell you?
2: You what? must. What
3: you must love to return the love. G- g- okay, get out of let's here. get into weather then. <laughs> it's gonna be 100 in Vegas. I'm gonna make that my vibe tomorrow. One of tomorrow. Palm Springs. Love and to learn to love. I'm gonna make to it my vibe tomorrow. Stick around. Return, return to love. Marianne Stop Williamson. 91 it. in Houston. 86 in Miami. 65 in San Francisco.
2: You're such a jerk. And
3: anyone in Dallas, get over here, get over here and return well, here's my the love. Vi-
2: here's the vibe of today. Okay. We build a better world with positive people, not negative ones. <laughs> so maybe I'll use that one tomorrow.
3: Yeah, what's the actual quote? Live or do you want to say it? you want to save it. the right one? I'm, I'm gonna
2: save it and save it. Say it live tomorrow.
3: Do you want to hear my vibe of the day? No. Gitchy gitchy. Also from Moulin Rouge.
1: Good morning, B. Channel Q.
2: All right, welcome back to the show. Uh, This is an interesting conversation. Solo polyamory. What exactly is it? Because in my brain, those things don't go together. Like, they don't really make sense because I don't understand what solo polyamory means. But somebody who is a bit of an expert on the topic, uh, who is the author of Stepping Off the Relationship Escalator, Uncommon Love in Life, Get it wherever you get your books. It's also available at offescalator.com is the author, Amy Guerin. Amy, thank you so much for being here. Please, well, thanks for inviting me. Please. I feel like we're always learning something new, especially here at Channel Q where we have conversations about all sorts of you know, intersectionality and diversity and inclusion, and it's important to us. Solo polyamory sounds like an oxymoron to me. What exactly is it? And what do you want our listeners to know?
4: Uh, well, first of all, um I, I think what's probably throwing you off is the solo part. Yeah. Uh yeah, you guys probably understand what polyamory sure, is. Sure, of course. And the so yeah, the solo part, uh, let's just look at it as solo. It's not just a polyamorous thing. Uh, solo when somebody's solo rather than single, that means that, you know, they they prefer to be their own home base and not necessarily um, it merged the infrastructure of their life, their housing, their finances, you know, all that kind of stuff, with, with any intimate partners. They might live with other people, family, housemates, friends, but the, or alone. Um, but solo people do have relationships. They are ongoing. They just aren't necessarily going to involve moving in with somebody, uh, merging their identity, thinking of themselves more as a, a we than a me. And uh, that's something that uh, more polyamorous people are doing, and it's also something that monogamous people are doing, too. One of my long-term sweethearts considers himself solo monogamous. But the solo thing, it's different from singlehood because single's about a relationship status, mm. meaning you don't necessarily have what, an intimate relationship at this time. Solo, you could have one or more intimate relationships at a time, you're just not merging your life and your identity with those people. Well, that's really fascinating.
3: Yeah, that makes so much sense. So for somebody that is just now for the first time hearing this um, and they're single, you know, we're so happy to celebrate uh, to celebrate Pride here at Channel Q, it's 365 days, but the month of June is specifically for us. Maybe, uh, you know, people are going to parades this weekend or they want to sort of explore. How do you sort of dip your toes into this solo uh, polyamory? Uh,
4: uh, uh, most people I know who do it uh, kind of back into it. Uh, they try other stuff first, and um, which is the case. I mean, the whole relationship escalator thing is just the bundle of social norms that say, hey, these are how relationships are supposed to go. Previously, it used to be very heteronormative, and also uh, it's still rather monogamy-focused. Uh, you know, But, um, you know, people often try that first because that's what they hear about. That's what they know. And then they're like, yeah, some parts of that don't work for me. And then they hear that other people are doing different things, and they see examples of that. And they're like, wait a second, I have options? And that's kind of how I backed into both polyamory and solohood. I used to be married and was trying to be monogamous, and uh, both of us didn't really suit me or my former uh, spouse. And, uh, you know, I getting unmarried, living on my own, I never thought I would like living on my own. And then it's like, whoa, this rocks. <laughs> <And> <laughs> my life and all my relationships, including with my relationship with myself, got a lot better once I started to embrace solohood. And I was polyamorous at the time. And I was like, wait a second, this is like a Reese's peanut butter cup. These two things go great together. Mm. And uh, I've been solo polyamorous for Uh, Wow, about 15 years right now, then polyamorous way longer than that. And uh, I have two long-term
2: I think she was about to say sweethearts, and I think we lost her there because she mentioned her sweetheart earlier. She yeah. has two long term sweethearts. That's also, really interesting. Also, I think
3: that's so cute that she calls them sweethearts. Yeah. Like, it, it, Especially if you don't want to gender your partner or yes. you don't want to say partner, my sweetheart.
2: It's really, yeah, I think it's also really fascinating. I love the explanation of solo polyamory that you still have a solo life. You don't completely merge everything. Like you're on your own, but then you're also a part of these like partnerships. I think it's really, really fantastic. Uh, we got you back. Thank you so much for joining us. I, I think yep. that. It's interesting because now, as we continue to expand our understanding of what relationships can be for many people, right? You know, traditionally, mm-hmm. I grew up in a small town in Ohio as a man and a woman in the marriage, and that was it, period. Mm-hmm. And now, as a man who is getting married to another man, myself, in a couple of weeks after 10 years together, uh, oh, we've,
4: congratulations. Thank
2: you, we've sort of defined our own relationship, and we're very excited about our marriage. Um And can all those things exist and be true at the same time? Like I, 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 I support all sorts of relationships. I don't judge, but for me individually and my partner, marriage really is important to us. And monogamy is super important to us, even though most of our friends, you know, a lot of our friends are not living that way. Is it also okay to just be like, Hey, we're monogamous. We want to get married. Is that still okay as well?
4: Yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with the traditional relationship escalator, regardless of the gender or orientations of the people who want to ride it. You know, it's it's popular for a reason. It works really well for a lot of people. Also, it's a highly privileged position in this society. You get a lot of perks for being monogamous and legally married. Mm. Um, but aside from that, it does align with many people's internal preferences. But, it's you know, relationships are, have never been one-size-fits-all. And a lot of things that the polyamorous community has learned about experimenting from relationships came from the queer community. And, uh, you know, we, we owe a great, polyamorous people owe a great debt to queer people, including the queer marriage movement. And, um, the, you know, solo polyamory, it's just different. That doesn't mean that it's better or worse. And I think there's room for all of us.
3: Uh, well, I love this. I, I also don't know if you heard me say this, but I love that you call your partners sweethearts. It's yeah. just so cute
4: yeah, yeah. to me. It's pretty cool. Um, Amy, oh, thank it, you. It gets, it gets even better. It's Bill and Ted. They're an excellent adventure.
2: Oh, my God. Not <laughs> Bill and Ted. <laughs> adventure!
4: Oh,
0: I love me a Bill and Ted reference.
3: <laughs> the sweethearts are an adventure. Okay, I Keanu love Reeves. it. Thank you so much, Amy. Feel free to come in studio anytime.
2: <laughs> Take care.
1: Yeah, yeah thank you. B morning
2: B. B. channel Q. Welcome back the sh- to the show. Uh, this is really this is wild to me. Um, what comes to mind when you hear the term virtual babies?
3: Um, I think about me FaceTiming my niece, Natalia, okay. while she rages at me.
2: Okay, well, uh, uh wrong. Because according to experts, we're all gonna have virtual babies within 50 years years. Remember Tamag- Remember Tamagotchis back in the day?
3: Yes, I was obsessed.
2: Right in the 90s, it was a whole thing. It was kind of like a way of raising like a little animal on a keychain, a yep. little, little game. Well, in the not so distant future, uh, those looking to expand their families may opt to do so with the help of artificial intelligence. This is wild. So the average American child cost parents more than 230 thousand dollars by the time they reach the age of 17. This is, according to the U.S. Department of Agriculture, a quarter of a million dollars on average to raise a child. That's a lot of money. And uh, a digital child, on the other hand, could have all of its needs met for less than $25 a month. That's about $5,100 by the time they hit the same age. Uh, This is according to a leading artificial intelligence expert in the UK. And with things going around like Global pandemics, uh, climate change, poverty, uh, 11 billion people will be living on the planet by the year 2100. What? So that's that's quite a jump. And food, health care, space, like so many things become more difficult as you add billions of humans to an already stressed planet. So why not? A lot more people are remaining childless now. Um And I think that what they're saying could actually make sense.
3: Well, I'm going to tell you something. I've had my niece for 24 hours. Now, you know I want like 7,000 kids. I think it sounds so fun. I love my niece. We've met her. We love her. She is a lot of work. Mm. Kids are a lot. work and she's expensive Mm. like I think I spent a hundred dollars yesterday just feeding her food that she threw away after a couple bites like it's a lot so to have like virtual babies you
2: can like take a break from yeah
3: you're like okay I can check out really fast this
2: sounds insane I understand how insane this sounds and I think it's crazy too and I want a real kid yes but I also one of my big concerns is bringing a child into this world like with what's going on schools are terrifying there's war again. Like the climate change, like there's the, the political, like the political, like arena is just so dirty nowadays. I don't know that I want to put a kid through all that stress. hundred percent. And so, and we think like fifty years from now is when this they they're saying that virtual kids will be a thing and that it will be um, actually very common, <clears throat> almost as many people having virtual kids as real kids in fifty years. And that sounds like crazy, right? But think about fifty years ago. Let's go back fifty years, what, 1972, right? How different technology is now from 1972. For so for hundreds of years, the technology didn't really change that much, Mm-mm. and then in the last twenty to thirty years, leaps and bounds, more than it advanced in thousands of years as humans, to be honest. And so, <clears throat> we just sort of laugh it off. I think it's crazy, but like, if it feels real, and it has an emotional impact on your life isn't it real then isn't that the question
3: yeah i mean listen i i think that as much as it feels so good to have my niece and have her little hands hold my hands and need me and want me to carry her everywhere i could see that's not for everybody people don't like the affection of it all people don't have those maternal or paternal instincts. And for somebody, this is a really great way to have something that they desire uh, in a way that they desire it. I mean, we're different. We did a story earlier about people who have crushes on cartoons, anime. I mean, like, the world is expanding. People's minds are expanding. And I would much rather a person go, let me have a virtual baby than have a... A, a human a baby and not, parent- and not take care yep. of them or leave them or you know whatever so I, I think it's a great option i think actually people should have to take a virtual course first to see if yeah, this is an uh, if this is a better option than doing their first option as as to having human baby and then being like oh not for me
2: did you ever have to carry around like an egg or a bag of flour in school
3: no but listen to this i remember it was before american <laughs> idol Uh, we, my friend and I went into this maternity shop where you could try on the bellies and we were like, let's try on the bellies and see if they let us walk around the mall. How they agreed to this. I don't know. We thought it was so funny until people were so mean to us because they thought we were like two 15 year olds who were pregnant. Like we were like losers. And uh, maybe that was the best birth control I ever had, because we went back to that maternity store, hung up that pregnant bodysuit, and we're like, never again. They were so mean to us. I could
2: hear that. Uh, So, no. So, there's this author. This article is about this woman who wrote this book. I want to try to reach out to her. Yeah. I think she's based in the UK. The book is called AI by Design, A Plan for Living with Artificial Intelligence. Because I'm, I'm a pretty traditional person, right? And sometimes technology, I'm like, eh. But I'm like, this is real. Like this is real. This is what the future actually is. Yeah. I don't only want to live in that world, but I'd like to know my options.
3: Yeah, I, I, I don't think that judge options, too options should be good. Options are a good thing to have.
2: How did we both come to the same conclusion on this? I thought we'd both be like, "This is insane."
3: Well, honey, we're getting
2: married this month. Like, what? This, you're not. <laughs> yeah, I'm we not,
3: decided that, and it's just ugh, so great. It's not your wedding. We just see eye to eye on so many things. It's crazy. <laughs> I'm
2: six five. You're like four two. Doesn't we mean don't we don't see can. eye to eye on anything.
1: Love has no size. The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela, Channel Q.
2: Elliot Page is not messing around, Michaela. What's popping?
3: All right. Well, he's not messing around, and he took anti-LGBTQ politicians to task in a new essay. And I, you know, I feel like when someone is able to live their most authentic truth—who they are, who they want to be—they can d- then do things that are really important, like stand up for themselves and our community. And as we're seeing, these politicians are really trying to drag our trans community. Um, It's devastating, especially when we should be talking about uh, gun control and not having our children's schools be shot up. Uh, But the actor got very candid about the highs and lows of transitioning. And Ellie Page did come out in December 2020. He instantly became one of the most famous trans men in the world. Uh, Looking so hot on the cover of Esquire, by the way. But he says, it really breaks my heart. That's literally all we're trying to communicate. That's what's so funny to me. When people say cancel this, cancel that. No, they get four more comedy specials and have a jillion followers. The people getting canceled are the trans people who are suffering or killing themselves or murdered. Now, uh, Elliot Page did not mention Dave Chappelle by name, but clearly that's who he was, uh, looks like he was speaking to. He said, uh, jokes of an impact that hurts people, uh, I understand that people might think it doesn't. I understand that they're not meaning to, but it's not a joke. It's not a joke. These jokes are getting people killed, uh, and he really just calls out um, how he feels. and And he said, "Listen, in his transition, it's helped him lean into the simple moments." He says that for him, euphoria is simply the act of waking up, making coffee. And sitting down with the book and being able to read, he said, I know it may sound strange, but I can't stress enough the degree of discomfort and struggle that I was experiencing that got in the way of everything. How could it not? Mm. Talking about how his life got so much easier once he yeah. was able to be, be honest. Ugh. I, I can't imagine. I can't, it would can't feel like you're just walking around holding your breath all day, you know, when you're not living your truth. A thousand
2: percent. Like it's trying to, it's like trying to breathe underwater. Yeah, like exactly. Like it's just not possible. You yeah. can't, you can't not, because it will show up in all sorts of ways and it can show up in the most tragic way, meaning you take your life or someone takes it from you, but it can also show up in a lot of little micro ways all, all the time. And like, like when it comes to like anxiety attacks or just like, just the, the, the feeling that you have where you don't belong and how traumatizing the that worst. can be over the course of a lifetime. Like. I love it. Could Elliot. you imagine? Uh, I, well, I can because we've been there. <laughs> you know, I've, I've, I've been there to a degree. You've been there to a degree. All queer people in some way, shape or form, all women, yeah, that's all true. people of color have experienced it in some way. Um, but I just love that Elliot's speaking out to his experience and saying, like, listen, Do better, people. We all have to do better. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I love that. All right, coming up in our final hour, this Pride Month meme perfectly mocks all the cringy corporate virtue signaling. I love it. We drag corporations for only flying a pride flag for the month of June, but this meme says everything you'd want it to in the next hour.
1: The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela. Channel Q.
2: That's us. We do radio. It's our time to talk. Hey! (laughs) Welcome back to the show. Uh, It's Pride Month and this one Pride uh, Month meme in particular perfectly mocks all the cringy corporate virtue signaling going on. Listen, we love a good corporate support system. I literally just posted for Barefoot Wines Pride Month on my Instagram, go like it and comment, please. It's a cute reel, I worked really hard on it. However, I'll say this, there's the difference. I've worked with Barefoot Wines for three years now. They've been supporting our community full like wholeheartedly since 1988 we're talking at the climax of the hiv aids pandemic it's a different it's a different situation and a few companies are like that a lot of them though are not and that's frustrating yeah so we're gonna we're gonna talk about it coming up in about 13 minutes yeah. so stick around for that
3: that's, absolutely but
2: seriously go go like and comment on my post
3: Go like and comment that on his part. post. Yes. Come on.
2: I'm getting, now. Pa- I'm getting paid now. for it. Now. Now. Oh, let's do some news on the beach. Oh, my
3: God. Do you think that this is funny that you just posted um, about wine and I just posted about pasta?
2: Oh, my gosh. We're like we're like such I'm such an Italian now.
3: You're so Italian, baby. We are the OG We're OG friends at the Olive Garden. <laughs>
2: I do love the Olive Garden.
3: I do too, babe. The
2: salad and breadsticks. Say less. A side of Alfredo sauce. Bring it on. It's like a bowl. It's like a bowl of soup comes out, and I just dip my breadsticks in it. Yeah,
3: if there are any Italians listening, please just tune me out. Sorry. Yeah, I know. It's not real. We get it. Italians drag, drag me. One time I made a post about Olive Garden on my Instagram stories. (gasps) The way that I was dragged for filth, and I stayed strong. I was what? like, I'm not going to let any of We talk about Italian
2: heritage, and then we bring up Barefoot Wine and Olive Garden. The barefoot <laughs> Wine's fantastic, it's very much not Italian. And yeah. Olive Garden, also not Honey, Italian. Honey, you can take
3: the girl out of Vegas, but you can't take Vegas <laughs> out the girl.
2: That's right. <laughs> All right, what do you have for us?
3: All right, well, uh, the family of two transgender girls filed a lawsuit challenging a state law in Utah that bans transgender women and girls from participating in school sports this past Tuesday, arguing that the law is unconstitutional. The suit filed in the Third Judicial District Court of Salt Lake County says the ban on trans people in school sports is based on unfounded stereotypes, fears, and misconceptions about girls who are transgender. It is not supported by medical or scientific evidence. It also states if gender dysphoria is left untreated, it can cause anxiety, depression, eating disorders, substance abuse, self harm, and suicide. Both teenagers were recognized with gender dysphoria at a young age and both received puberty blocker medication that has prevented them from going through male puberty, according to the lawsuit for their emotional well-being. Playing with members of their own gender is paramount, the lawsuit adds. All right. In other news, four people were killed as a gunman opened fire inside an Oklahoma hospital yesterday. The gunman, described as 35 to 40 years old and armed with a rifle and a handgun, appeared to have died from a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Tulsa Police Captain Richard Muhlenberg said the gunman fired that shot as officers were kicking in a stairwell door to gain access to the Tulsa Medical Building where the gunfire erupted. As many as 10 people could have been wounded in the shooting, Muhlenberg said. No injuries were considered life. The threatening. That's the good news. All right, final news this morning. Gallup's annual Values and Beliefs poll conducted in May found that 71% of Americans support support legal same-sex marriage, an all-time high. When Gallup began polling on the subject in 1996, only 27% of respondents supported legalizing same-sex marriage. Those numbers climbed very slowly over the years, only reaching a majority in 2011, 15 years later. By 2015, 60% of those surveyed were in support, just months before the Obergefell vs. Hodges decision by the supreme court made such unions legal nationwide last year the polls showed that the number had increased to 70 percent.
2: okay we're getting there we're getting there we're getting
3: there speaking of same-sex marriage we are in the month that aj and emil are finally getting married it is such an exciting time i
2: thought you were gonna say in the month we're getting same-sex married
3: well, we're not, well. We are getting married, but we're not same sex. I'm uh, you know I present like, as female, and you present as yeah, male. Yeah, I, sure,
2: I sure do. Do you know uh, how many times I thought about like certain members, or people like family and friends that are coming to the wedding? Because for most of them, this will be their first like same sex wedding, right? And there's part of me that wants to be like, also, we can just call it a wedding all week. Like we don't need to call it that. I don't like I I, I have anxiety about almost explaining that to people, even though we're only going to be surrounded by people who love and support us. Yeah. Even still. Most of them have never been to something like this.
3: But honestly, I don't know if I've ever been to a same-sex wedding. Really? Yeah. Because I also feel like, one, I'm not even married, but two...
2: I think I've only... I honestly think I've only been to one or two in my... Two or three. Three. I've been a three. Four.
3: Okay, babe. It. Either you haven't or you have been. You're naming off ten weddings you've been to now, babe.
2: Yeah, I forgot I went to one and Leslie Jones did the. Uh, she did the ceremony.
3: Oh, I love that. Remember
2: Dr. Nick Cordelai, He was on our show once. He yeah. And my friend Montre got married and, and Leslie Jones performed there.
3: That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Uh. No.
2: Oh, I also went to Drexel Hurd's wedding. He was
3: oh my God! Shut up. Like of okay, I'm going in to the or something. This He's been is been too our much. Show. Okay, thank you. So you've been to every gay wedding. We don't. We do not relate. I've been to a few. We do not relate.
2: Okay. 104
3: well, in Palm Springs. Great. Okay. 91 in Houston. Got mm-hmm. it? 87 in Miami. Sure. Say less. 89 in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. 69 in Cleveland. 105 in Laquita. Hmm. 81 in Dallas. And 65 in Boston.
2: I don't think I've ever been to a uh, a lesbian wedding. I don't think I've been to that yet. So, well, uh, that's just homophobic. Oh obviously. I just don't. Why? All, like, I've been to
3: every gay wedding yeah. in the world. Lesbian wedding? I've not been.
2: Yeah, they're just not that fun, you know? So You're
3: going to come to my wedding.
2: You, you think my wedding is your wedding. I
3: know. That's she's why I said my wedding. I'm getting married also. Just, if
2: you get up there on that altar, I'm going like, to, fine. If that's not the best going to idea s-
3: ever, Here's what's going to happen. bulldoze your best friend's wedding to save money. Yes. Yeah. And
2: then I'm going to send Great you an invoice idea. for half afterwards.
3: No, honey, you are going to get married either way. <laughs> I'm just making use of the space.
2: Oh, just a little bandwagon situation.
3: I don't want to brag, but I am getting my marriage license this week with Lisa to make it <laughs> <Shut> official. <up.
2: laughs> Here is your vibe of the day. Oh, we built your
3: best friend's wedding. We build Say a better funny. world
2: with positive people, not negative one.
3: You know, it'd be positive. What? Letting me have your wedding space.
2: Shh, okay. Positive cut? thinking. I'm I'm, I'm. I'm. It's positively time to cut her mic.
1: You're being selfish. The morning beat with AJ Gibson and Michaela Gordon, Channel Q.
2: Uh, welcome back to the show. You know, uh, it's it's so on one hand, it's encouraging to see so many corporations and brands come out and support our community every year. And it started to happen a few years ago, we really hit a turning point. And I was like, wow, it's more than just like Nike and like two other corporations. Now, a lot of them are getting on board. <clears throat> but how does it make you feel when you see rainbows everywhere and people change their logos for one month? And then on July 1st, back to business as usual. Like, do you want to support those brands year-round? Do you want to support them during Pride? Are you leery of it?
3: I mean, I it, it really doesn't matter to me because the truth is we can say all day, like, thank you, Disney. But Disney... Gave to anti LGBTQ
2: candidates and politicians, funds, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like,
3: I actually respect Chick fil A more because Chick fil A is like, we hate gays and yeah. we're going to give all our money to anti LGBTQ. Yeah, like, we don't people. F with you later. And I'm like, that's <laughs> the honesty I need in my life. I need to know where I stand because a lot of these companies, would be like, totally, but they can have a pride, you can have a pride flag out 365 days where's your money going that's what i want to know well, cuz yeah. that's what we find it goes to anti lgbtq things
2: there's a photo i love this in this article on mike.com where t- they're talking about you know uh, the 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 pride that the money of pride right how much money's involved in pride nowadays and there are some there are some companies that are like just lead the way right and there's a photo of you know the old gays
3: Yes, I love the old guys. They're case. in the
2: Coachella Valley. They're amazing. And this is so wild, and I'm never going to be able to unsee this, but they're all in this photo. They're laying by the pool, all wearing red like mesh underwear, underwear and red harnesses from Savage X Fenty. Love. The exact same outfit that I got for my fiance for Valentine's yes. Day this year that we have used a couple of times to great effect now that I see the old gaze, though, I'm like, oh, my God, I can never unsee it. Although they're pretty good looking for their age, a couple of them especially. Handsome. Uh, But Savage X Fenty, Rihanna, one of those who who is very, very supportive of our community. You watch her her fashion shows come out. They have everybody you can imagine represented, right? Everybody from trans representation, drag queens and non-binary people, just the queerness of it all is incredible. And so that's like a company that feels authentic to me. Like I, I can get down with that nike has been doing uh their be true campaign for years every year nike comes out with their their pride merch and my partner and i buy it because we love it we think it looks great and they're super supportive like they're a great company uh not all companies are the same though so how do you know where your money goes like how do i think we should actually talk about this in money mondays I we should think, try to do that at some point because, i
3: think we should yeah um i will say though uh fear there's this meme. That's talking about cringy uh, corporate virtue signaling. Okay,
2: explain the meme to me. So
3: people have gone to, well, the meme is, I don't know what the meme is because I was looking to see the meme, but it's what everybody said afterwards on Twitter that Uh was so funny. So whatever the meme was, here were the tweets that then followed after. (laughs) As a gay black woman who grew up in a cult, I was afraid to come out of the closet. That's why this month I'm partnering with Ikea to build my dream closet.
2: Oh my God.
3: This one. As a queer teen, I never felt like I had a clear path or direction to follow. That's why this Pride month I'm partnering with Google Maps.
2: Oh my god. And that's true though. But those are sort of like, yeah, that's sort of like the joke of it all, like yeah. trying to make sense of it all. Yeah. I literally literally 30 minutes ago posted a reels on my Instagram saying, uh it's my it's Pride month and my wedding month, so we're going to be drinking margaritas all season long. So I I made a specialty cocktail using barefoot bubbly pride edition sweet rosé, right? And that was my post. Cute. It's cheesy. But also, like I said, they've been supporting the community since 1988. Some of these companies are a little bit iffy. And it's interesting because this article says, like, will General Motors respond to all of their Instagram messages with, oh, slay, big slay? Yeah. Or or, or, or or, is Chase Bank going to turn all their oh dollar God. bills into pink this year? just for Like, like, what are they going to do now? This
3: is ridiculous. When I was still in the closet, I sometimes felt I had no one to talk to. That's why for this Pride Month, I'm partnering with AT&T. <laughs> See? I
2: mean, it's so, like, so cheesy. But, but it's also, funny to yeah. me.
3: As a gay man, I never thought the world was built for me. That's why this Pride Month, I'm partnering with Lego.
2: <laughs> oh, my God.
3: As a trans teenager, I never felt like I would make it to my 20s. That's why this Pride Month, I'm partnering with the Cinnamon Toast Crunch too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Like, it's like, it's cool, but also we're like, when's enough enough? Like, yeah. why don't you actually not give money to politicians who want to take our rights away? Why don't you support, you know, mental health and programs for young queer people and trans people and, and support, like, women's health, reproductive rights? There's a lot of things you could be doing other than just, like like, trying to find a way to insert yourself into our community for one month. And then disappearing for the other 11.
3: Absolutely. It's Figure cool. it
2: out. We've, I feel like we've gotten to the point where are like, oh, we're grateful. This is so sweet to see rainbows every year, right? And that was cool for a few years. And now it's like, okay, now what? Do better. Like, do better. Just do better. We had a panel last year I hosted actually for Channel Q, uh, a bunch of different corporations that actually are, like, we held the, their feet to the fire and said, what is your commitment year round? Like what are you actually doing? Like JetBlue, T-Mobile, and others, and they had really great answers. So they're they I feel like corporations are wrapping their brains around it, and they're getting it. Their D and I departments are doing better. Uh, but we're gonna keep holding you. They're holding trying you accountable. to figure it out. Chick Fil A, you're, you're 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 never coming back. But. Well,
3: but also thank you, Chick Fil A, for being honest but about your hatred towards us. And Honestly, that is what I, I need. I
2: respect it, but dang, those those nuggets are so good, and the Listen, waffle
5: fries.
3: I don't Ugh. like it. I'm not impressed. I'll
2: never eat there again.
3: But the truth, you know what, I'm going to eat I'm gonna eat there right now just because they tell the truth so I'm gonna go to
2: Chick-fil-A for lunch?
3: I hate you back, but can little, I order a one? Little,
2: little, was it called reverse two. psychology? Yeah. We're going to show them this Pride Month. Yeah. I'm eating Chick-fil-A every day. That's what I mean. No, that's, that's, not, that's okay. not right. That's not how nope. it works. Nope.
3: Got it. Tell me something good.
2: How about some more Pride history? I really love this. You know, English poet and author Radcliffe Hall stirred up controversy in 1928 when she published her lesbian-themed novel, The Well of Loneliness. And during World War II, the Nazis held homosexual men in concentration camps, branding them with the infamous pink triangle badge, uh, which was also given to sexual predators. Additionally, back in 1948, uh, in his book Sexual Behavior in the Human Male, Alfred Kinsey proposed that male sexual orientation lies on a continuum. A continuum between exclusively homosexual to exclusively heterosexual. We're all somewhere on the curve, people. Um, but the history of the pink triangle is really fascinating. I watched a documentary on this one time. How basically they were they took the, the Star of David, took it apart because there's two triangles in it. And then turned one of them upside down and made it pink to say they're sexual predators or homosexuals. Which is to them was the same thing. This is like Nazi Germany in the 40s, um, and since then uh, the triangle has been flipped right side up, and the pink triangle has become like a, a sense of pride for for lesbian women yeah. uh, and for the queer movement, which is really really fantastic. But. Another example of somebody taking a negative and turning it into a positive, which is what what we do, right?
3: Absolutely. All right. I love this. A new poll suggests that summer Fridays are the key to feeling happier at work. 59% of 2,000 working adults surveyed revealed their jobs offer summer Fridays. Being allowed a short day or day off on occasional Fridays during the season. Over 8 in 10 employees say the benefit from this perk because it makes them feel much happier at work is 85%. And I think that's amazing. Imagine, we love sometimes when we're able to pre-record a Friday show. Amen. It just gives us like a little bit more of a pep in our step because it's beautiful out. We just want to hang out. Summer Fridays, that's a thing. Mm-hmm. I think it should absolutely be a thing. Amen. Uh, all right, well, I'm looking forward to Summer Friday tomorrow as we head into uh, our Pride weekend. Channel Q, you can see out and about in West Hollywood. We
2: hope Pride this weekend. It's uh, the parade is Saturday at noon. We're going to be walk. I will be. You're going to be in uh, at Gay Days in Orlando. Yes. But I'll be there with Ryan and Cher from Let's Go There here at Channel Q and the rest of our team uh, so so wave, say hi.
3: Absolutely. Make sure you say hi to us. Uh, stick around for Shira and Ryan for Let's Go There. But for now, we've got three hours of curated music just for you.